0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history, Just freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travesty. i I'm Dizzle J. And tonight's show is really, like, we're not, like, centered around one thing. It's actually um, a bunch of different things that happened, even over just the last week alone in 30E, pretty much.
1: I mean, there's all kinds of rumors going around about everything.
0: hmm one, one of the biggest things is uh, they finally announced the First uh, inducted into the Diddy Hall of Fame, which is completely surprising to me, because like we talked about, that if the Undertaker was going to go into the Hall of Fame, he would be the first one announced.
1: I see. I always thought he'd be the last one announced because best for last.
0: Oh, that's right. You didn't. You didn't mention that. I think I was the one who said that. Yeah, because yeah, I was the one who said if he was to go in, he'd be the first one announced at the twenty fifth anniversary of uh, RAW that's happening um, the twenty second. This is the twenty second, right? This is this coming Monday next week. Yeah. yeah. Two days from now, actually, yeah. Super excited to see that show, um, and we're gonna dive into that show a little bit later. But yeah, I mean, it, it was announced. I think it was Monday uh, morning. Um, the like the notifications and everything went out saying Goldberg is yeah
1: Goldberg.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he, he's he's in the uh, Hall of Fame. He is the first inductee. Um, who inducts him? You know, I was thinking about that. Like, if you, if you had to pick one person, who would be that guy to put him in? And from from the articles I read, like the one, like the top person who's mentioned is Paul Heyman. Really? Yeah,
1: yeah. The, Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Sting or DDP.
0: I, I would think one of those guys too. I or mean, I, I I would think yeah, definitely someone from WCW, maybe even Eric Bischoff, because Bischoff was the one who created the Goldberg character. Oh, that's true. But, yeah, I mean, I always thought, like, it would definitely be a WCW guy, you know? It to and it would make more sense. Yeah, and it's more lo- yeah, it's more logical. It makes more sense. Eric Bischoff is the one who created the guy. Kevin Nash is the one that broke the streak. Right. You know, he had a lot of uh, memories, a lot of feuds and uh, matches and stuff with Sting, with DDP. So, WCW would seem like the most logical. Now, another rumor I heard, which I don't put a lot of um, credibility in, is his son doing an induction speech for him. Really?
1: Yeah. I'll tell you who's not gonna be doing it. Who's that? Bret Hart.
0: Not Bret Hart. Definitely not Bret, Bret Hart. Definitely not Bret Hart. I would love to see Bret Hart do it though. Oh my god. Because I guarantee he'll uh throw a little jab in there about him uh ending his career.
1: <laughs> Kicking him
0: wrong. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. But, but yeah, I mean it's pretty cool. I, I now so I don't know if you heard about this, but there was an article showing that before the announcement of the induction New Japan was interested in signing him. Goldberg? Really? Mm-hmm. I thought he was done done. <laughs> New Japan looked at it as if they were able to sign him, it would be a draw to help promote them coming over to the States. I could see that. So they – and I don't know if now with him going into the Hall of Fame, if they're going to completely, like, you know, call that idea a wash. I don't see him really becoming, like, part of New Japan anyways –
1: I could see him being like a face for the U.S., like a U.S. ambassador for New Japan.
0: See, I, I don't even see that. I mean, even if the mad, even if his, even if New Japan put on shows just in the states, and he just wrestled here in the United States, because there's no way he'd ever go to Japan.
1: No, I don't think so. With
0: with him being the family man, he is now. I definitely never see him going to Japan unless his family went with and he went for like a couple weeks or something like that. Then yeah, maybe. But I think he's so set on just being a E guy that. You know, the idea maybe New Japan isn't really there for
1: him. But New Japan, they, they do have a lot of older wrestlers on their roster that do get a lot of time to wrestle on, on TV and, yeah. they, and decently pretty good. How how they have such longevity in New Japan pro wrestling is beyond me. I don't know how much New Japan you've watched, but it, it's pretty brutal on that.
0: They, yeah. They're real really hard-hitting. Yeah, I I, I I keep saying it. I think I say it every time we talk about New Japan. Is I need to get more into it. It's just like if it's if it's not able to be recorded off TV, it's very rare if I watch. Uh, it's I forget what channel it's on. I know I have it. Mm-hmm. I don't know
1: if you would have. it. not it? That, no, that's Ring of Honor. It's on uh, that Fight uh, app or right all Fight that app. Is.
0: Okay. Um, I'll I'll have to double check for it. I mean, because I mean. As of right now, a lot of my focus has been on the WWE, especially you know for the month of January with everything going on with you know the Royal Rumble coming up, um, these signings and everything, um, and just like what they've been doing on the shows the last few weeks. I mean, it has actually been pretty exciting, kind of, kind of dorky in some ways, uh, but pretty exciting. With I don't understand the whole storyline they had with Braun Strowman being fired. The, the Braun
1: Strowman thing really threw me for a loop. Other than I thought it was like. On um, Bro, on um, Bron's end,
0: yeah, which is
1: awesome because mm-hmm. he, you know, they're walking him out and then they get to the door and he's like, You know what? <laughs> he just kicks everybody's ass. I'm not leaving till everybody catches these hands. <laughs> that was probably my favorite line I've probably heard out of that man, like ever. Yeah,
0: they actually, uh, I heard it that he actually made a t shirt out of that. Oh, they should, uh, yeah, I think they did. And I would love for it to end up in um that wrestling club, uh, crate that eventually I hope to get.
1: <laughs> I mean Braun Braun is legitimately good. I, a lot of people are hating on Braun because he's just a big dude, but I I think he is talented in the ring.
0: Oh yeah. And the thing is like I don't think he's like the greatest on a mic, but he doesn't need to be.
1: No, he he's physically intimidating. Mm-hmm. You don't have to look at Goldberg. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll go back to Goldberg. When Goldberg first got in WCW,
0: he didn't talk a whole hell of a lot. No. I don't think he talked a whole hell of a lot at all. No, it, it it took it took some months for him to actually say like you know anything in like a a promo an interview. I mean, like even after his very first match he had with Hugh Morris, you know, uh, me and Gene Oakland tried to get a word from him like at the end of the match, and Goldberg just walked away. Right. Which I think is perfect because when you have those guys, you know, even like Brock Lesnar, he doesn't really talk much. Paul Heyman does it for him. The Undertaker, when he first came in, he really didn't talk much. He had Buddy Love or Paul, uh, Paul Bear doing it. Right. So when you have a guy like that, I mean, even it doesn't matter if it's the Attitude Era, if it's WCW, uh, or even if it's the PG Era now, or, you know, the Reality Era, whatever they want to call it, you really don't need to have mic skills at this moment if you have the ability to put on a great match. And Braun does. I mean, for being a big dude, he's very quick. He's very athletic. You know, and he lets you know that every time he steps in the ring. I mean,
1: like I said, he's he probably, if if he would have been around when Big Show first came around, mm-hmm. could you imagine those duels? Those two behemoths with all the power and all the agility yeah. that they have. Now, Big Show's at the twilight of his career to where, yeah, he still puts on a decent match, and he did put on a decent match with Braun, but imagine what it could have been.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're very happy with the direction they're going with Braun Strowman because it looks like, I mean, they tried doing it with the big show, you know, the giant Paul right. White, you know, whoever, however you want to reference him now, back in the 90s when he first debuted. You know, they tried to put him through this powerhouse and everything. You know, it worked for a little bit. It kind of just dwindled off. And now he became kind of a, you know, with no disrespect, kind of a gimmick. hmm Um, They tried doing the same thing with the great Khali. You know, he came through like this dominant guy. I mean, like, he had, like, that vice grip where basically his finisher was just squeezing some dude's fucking head. Or chopping him in the head. Yeah. Um, And that worked for a while, too, until they realized, like, his in-ring capability isn't really there. He really can't move around. But Braun is different. Braun is almost kind of like the, um, more of, like, the Undertaker or Kane. Right. Big dudes, but when they come in, they make an impact, and they make an impact over time. I mean, fucking The has made an impact for almost 30 years. And same with Kane, you know, over 25 years of being, you know, Kane, the guy. Yeah. So it's really it's really cool to see what they're doing with him. And, you know, like, a lot of credit has to go to Mark Henry, because Mark Henry was the guy that vouched for him to come to Dead E. I didn't know that. Yeah, because uh, the whole power, um, the powerlifting um, um, background of both. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so and and it's one of the good things that you know Mark Henry wasn't so much an in ring um, competitor anymore. It was he was being like an ambassador or something like that because he's the one that said, "Hey, let's give this guy a chance." I mean, he he's a big dude. He's you know just like Vince McMahon expects his. You know that's what Vince McMahon wants his champions to be: big, meaty, fucking you know powerhouses. And Braun Strowman's that. I mean, I haven't seen a um, a power slam that devastating since the British Bulldog.
1: Right, yeah. I mean, you haven't really seen anybody use it to the effectiveness oh, yeah. that Braun Strowman does since the Bulldog.
0: Yep, I mean, the, the closest thing you get to is the guys doing like pump handle slams and shit like that. You know, or the, like, the
1: world's strongest slam. God, but yeah, then,
0: even that's devastating. Yeah, you know, but I mean, but that's what—that's a good thing. I mean, those big guys make those moves seem way more powerful than what they actually are. Oh yeah, so it was really cool and then, like seeing. Seeing him get fired, that gimmick was kind of weird. I would have loved, like, instead of saying, like, hey, you're fired, just them saying, because of your actions, you're not going to be in the match. Right. Because, I mean, in reality, no one's ever going to fire Braun Strowman. <laughs> not like that. No, because, I mean, <laughs> that guy is, I mean, he, he, he's a very, very um, important, like, cog in, like, the machine. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they need him. They need guys like The Miz. You know Finn Balor and all them on Raw to keep you know the excitement of the show going. So I wouldn't have so much said. Hey, you're fired because no one's gonna believe that. Even though kayfabe is dead in WWE and people are looking for more realism, no one's gonna really believe you're gonna fire Ron Strowman. And
1: let's let's be legitimate about it. If you're gonna fire him mm-hmm. and he is the
0: the beast or the
1: monster among men,
0: he's just gonna grab your head and squish you. Exactly. I think it would have been a lot better if they just went with the storyline. Hey, listen, you know. You're suspended. You're not going to make the you know pay per view. That I think would have been fine. That would have been better than saying, "Hey, you're fired," because that's more believable. Like, listen, you tore down part of the set. You you injured Kane. You injured Brock Lesnar. You know, you you know there has to be actions. There has to be con- consequences to your actions.
1: So he should have pulled you out of the triple threat, and then found his way into the Royal Rumble, and then won the Royal Rumble. And still face Brock one on one. See, that would've been awesome too. Yeah. It would have been like the giant fuck you too. Or if
0: he won the Royal Rumble and the main event was after the Rumble, and he just decides he wants his like number one contention now rather than wait for WrestleMania, <laughs> right. and then win the title because that'll show his dominance. You know, to win the Royal Rumble and win the title in the same exact oh, night. Man. You know, other than uh, other than the Royal Rumble where the title is on the line, and like you know when Triple H won it or when Ric Flair won it. No one else has won the a Rumble and the championship in the same night, let alone ever did it in two separate uh, matches. Right. I think that would have been great to see for this guy to show how powerful he truly is. So, But they, they did the storyline the way they did it. Um, I love the way he just kind of destroyed the back. Um, <laughs> I, my favorite part, and uh, I don't know if you remember this certain part... But uh, when he uh, after he choked slammed uh, Kurt Hawkins through the table, and the, the waiter was sitting the, there with the, the cake, cake guy? he just grabbed a piece of cake, ate it, and just walked away. <laughs> yeah, one of the, my favorite parts.
1: I look like he's just pissing his pants. Too. Oh yeah,
0: I was hoping I was hoping he'd like maybe show a little puddle or something like that, right. you know? Or when he flipped the semi truck.
1: Yeah, that was.
0: Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah, I, I would have loved to have him flip the entire trailer. Yeah, well, that's that's a ten million dollar flip. <laughs> yeah, hey, they call it ten million dollars. I want, I want to see how. I'm sure they got insurance, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah, that, we all know that's not the real. Um, what the fuck did they call it? Production truck. But it would have been pretty impressive to see them flip that too. And I mean, right. the the trailer, I mean, flipping the tractor itself is impressive because of how heavy that thing is. But I think it would have been pretty cool to see him flip the trailer and saying, like, oh, there's still people in it and shit like that. But I guess if he did that, then the production would kind of end.
1: Yeah. But wouldn't could, that be could cool? You, could you imagine flipping the trunk and all of a sudden, screen cuts black? Like, yeah.
0: It would also, that's how they ended Raw. Oh, that
1: would have right? been
0: cool. Right. You know, like, I mean, obviously, you wait till the end of the three hours and he just flips it and it just cuts out and that's the end of the show So you bring it over to next week.
1: Right. That would yeah. be cool. That would have been real cool.
0: But it was it was, it was was a pretty cool segment. He launched uh, Michael Cole off the entrance stage. So if you haven't had a chance to watch Raw, hopefully you guys got on your DVRs or whatever the fuck um, AT&T and Dish call it. Is it called DVRs for them yeah, still? I believe everybody calls it a DVR. Is it called DVR? Yeah. So, TiVo? Is TiVo still a thing? I don't even think TiVo. No. I
1: think TiVo was his done entity. All
0: right. Well, if you haven't, if you didn't see it, you know I'm sure it's on the ID network, which you could easily find for just nine ninety nine a month. Nine ninety nine a month, uh, or or it's on YouTube. You'll you'll be able to find it if you didn't get a chance to watch it. And the other thing you need to check out that was on Raw that completely blew me away for doing it is the curb stomp is back.
1: Oh, that was awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the break to break break out the curb stomp, let alone on Finn Balor. Then you have to the question about bringing it back on the certain day that they brought it back on, which was Martin Luther King Jr. Day.
0: That's questionable. That's a little questionable. It's definitely questionable.
1: I mean, and what was what was the deciding factor of legalizing that move again?
0: I don't know. I mean, I know the biggest thing that they try to look for is um, concussions. They right. try to they try to do everything they can to alleviate that uh, situation, which was also kind of weird when I was thinking about it after watching the curb stomp because, like I said on. Um, Tuesday, finally SmackDown. They did the top twenty-five moments right. of uh, Raw, and they had uh, they had the match on there with uh, Rock versus McFoley for the title. I can't remember what number it was, but that's uh, that is definitely. I know that's on the WWE network because I was gonna watch that before I saw that it recorded on my uh, DVR. But um, the chair shot that Stone Cold gave to the Rock um, during that match, they cut out. Really? So they don't. I don't think they want to show even chair shots of the head anymore on certain things. So now I don't know. Like so, I don't know if they cut it out on live TV because I don't know what it looks like on the Daily Network. Because I like I said, I only watched like twenty five and twenty four on the Daily Network, and so like, I'm just gonna go to bed. I'll watch this later. And I saw it on, you know, saw that it was aired on USA. So maybe they re- uh, removed it from the live uh, TV screening or the live TV showing. But I don't know what it looks like in New York. But yeah, like you see, don't uh, go so going for the chair shot. You hear the chair shot, but the camera's cut away to something else. Interesting. True. So to think that how they tried to avoid, you know, concussions and everything to bring back, you know, right. that I mean, right. that's that's almost like bringing back the punt. For I, have, see, I
1: always like the punt. I thought that was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if you're gonna finish somebody off, that was the way to do it for me. I I just it was so brutal. I, I do, I mean, who? someone went out after getting it done, and I forget who it was, but after he, he got hurt, that's when they eliminated the
0: punt. Oh, crap. Who was it? I, I think it was, was it Rhodes? I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like a top person. It wasn't like Vince or Sean or anything like that. I, mean, I was like, I think it might have been D.B. was it D.B. I thought it was D.B. or Cody. Gio. <laughs> Mask for your help here again, man. If you uh, if you know who was legitimately hurt during the punt, let me know, cause I'm I'm gonna say it's DiBiase. It's one of Legacy, but I mean no, it, it was really cool to see it again. I'm I'm glad they brought it back because it was a unique move that Seth Rollins used. Cause I didn't like him using the pedigree. I
1: did. I like the pedigree, but only for Triple I feel like. It was his you know, I don't know if he created the move or whatever the case may be, but you know, I don't like when they share finishers, no I love you know give don't get me wrong i I know the stone cold stunner and the r k o, but you're talking that each one of them has their own spin on it,
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, they're utilized in like they're utilized by many different wrestlers, right. but it's different, right. But, yeah, I mean, but the pedigree, I mean, you rarely see the pedigree be used by anyone else. Right. And then that knee strike that he was using. I think
1: they called it the ripcord. That that thing seemed a little more dangerous than
0: the curb stomp, really. See, I I see it as being more tame. I, 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 it, it's definitely an effective move, but I don't see it being as aggressive as uh, forcing someone's face straight down to the mat. Or a concrete brick. Or a concrete brick, yeah. But it's just, it's it's weird that, like, now, when I first saw it, in my mind, I thought it was kind of like Seth and Finn kind of going into business for themselves. Like, hey, listen, let's let's end this, like, you know, with an impact and shut down. And I don't know how many people saw it and was, like, got excited about it, if they just saw it as being, like, another move. Not even realizing that it was banned by WWE so (sighs) much it was, he decided to do the pedigree in appreciation for Triple A. Right.
1: When he was part of the authority.
0: Yeah. So um I don't think there's any word on it if it's back hundred percent. If it was just back for that one moment or what it was. Uh it was kinda it was kind of weird at the end of the show where Finn was kind of staggering around. Now I don't know if that was legitimate where like maybe he did really get like hurt or like kinda dazed or whatever, but
1: I I don't think he got hurt. I haven't heard anything from it. Mm-hmm. There was no reports the next day, which I usually try to follow up on. Yeah, but especially because of the show we do,
0: I think it, I think if it was, I think if it's Seth Rollins, I think they would try to avoid and hide as much as possible. Yeah, but I don't.
1: In this day and age, I don't think you can hide anything like that anymore.
0: It just, well, it just depends on who it is. I mean, if if Finn Ballard, you know, agreed to keep it quiet, if the trainer agreed to keep it quiet, Gallon and Anderson agreed to keep it quiet, and Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth Rollins has a history of hurting people in the ring. You know, I mean, Sting, even Finn Balor himself. You know, like well,
1: the Balor thing can be argued because if Balor wouldn't have put his arm out the way he did when he was landing, his his shoulder never would have popped out.
0: Oh well, yeah, but he still got hurt. Well, yeah,
1: that's true. I mean, he broke Cena's nose the one time. Yeah,
0: you know, it's like I mean, <laughs> like, I mean, like I mean, everything that everything that happened could be you know changed if the guy that he was facing. You know, did some different. It's like even Sting said, like you know, he took that bump so many times. It's just he took it wrong that one time. He doesn't blame Seth Rollins for it at all, but it happened with Seth Rollins, right? You know, it's it's just how it is. But I mean, like it, it's different. I think, I think if he was a little di- uh, like you know maybe uh, cloudy right. in his head, like after taking a curse up. I don't think they'd like really mention it. If he had to like go for like fucking cat scans and shit, then right, he, yeah. maybe then they'll mention it. But who knows? I mean, we'll we'll see if it continues on, we'll see if they bring him back. Um I don't know how much single competition he's gonna have between now and you know, whenever holding the tag titles with uh Jason Jordan, which I I don't understand what they're doing with Jason Jordan because I think they're pushing him more towards being a heel now.
1: That's what it seems like. It seems like that he's gonna have that turn. And it, it, either it's gonna be, you know, he turns on Rollins, or Rollins and Reigns finally get sick of him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and just get rid of him. Yeah, or Dean comes back and gets rid of him. But Dean's supposed to be out for like nine months, ain't he?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, six six and a month. I can't remember exactly what it is. He's definitely gonna be out uh, past WrestleMania. I think this summer, maybe June. I think I heard he's supposed to be back. Maybe so he'll July. He'll probably show up at SummerSlam. That's I think he'll be honest. back. I think he'll be back by SummerSlam, yeah. Yeah, SummerSlam I can see him being back at. But like I really don't know. I mean you can't you can't trip Finn Balor and be a face, you know? the, the fans are gonna fucking hate you more than they right. do now, you know? And so I don't know what their plan is for. I don't know, you know, if they're gonna retain their tag titles at the Royal Rumble. It's just there, there's something going on. And I think they're probably just gonna start building a feud between Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins because I think they had this great idea to, you know, for a tag team run with the Shield, but you can't do that without Dean Ambrose. Right. You know, I mean, like he was one of the most. I mean, he was the popular guy. You know, I mean, they all. I mean, all, they all became popular in different way. I'm not going to take any credit or anything away from any of them, but I think the one who shined the most and got more over with the fans had to be Dean.
1: Well, I think I think Dean reminds people more of a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. You know like the kind of fuck the establishment yeah. guy, you know. I, that's I mean, I really enjoyed him because he he just he really looks like he's flying from the seat of his ass.
0: Yeah, when he's and, in a match. Yeah, and the thing the thing with him is they they pretty much just like, hey, listen, go do your thing. Yeah, you know, with Seth Rollins, like he became who he was because he went with the authority, and Rollins and um, uh, Roman is who he is because he's being pushed by Diddy. So right. like. Dean didn't have to deal with any of that stuff. He kind of just went out and just did his own thing and shit, and that worked. He,
1: he, he, Roman now has been able to, I believe, turn the fans. If you, if you listen to his pops now, mm-hmm. it's not so much Roman sucks as it is, you know, Roman or whatever the case may be, but they're getting more and more behind him, is what it feels like.
0: Yeah, he has, um, I think one of the biggest things is the shield thing. I think yeah. with him being, you know, part of the shield again, it kind of brings back that old like cuz people loved Roman when he was in the shield, you know. When it wasn't yeah. when he wasn't being, you know, forced upon people, right. he was just there. But I think also what it is is like people see him as he's not being constantly pushed in like a title main event, like a heavyweight title you know, the Universal title, whatever that. Like he's just kind of there at the moment. And definitely, I think that uh, little run with John Cena promos and stuff really helped out, too.
1: I think, I mean, and The Miz. The Miz's return to Raw was... That crowd, you know, they love The Miz. I um, love The Miz. But...
0: I like The Miz. I like... I mean, he's I don't, just, I don't love him. He's, well, there's, There's something about his personality. Like, I enjoy seeing on the... Uh, on Raw it's just like it's I don't know like just, just his in-ring stuff like doesn't doesn't um, get over with me as much as like his mic skills and stuff like that I, I, I enjoy his promos his talking smack you know interviews I enjoy that stuff more than I do seeing him in the ring and I'm not saying he's a bad you know wrestler it's just right. I just I he has the same movesets that he had for almost 10 years you know there's nothing really different yeah, his is different, but again, it's just a just a fucking, whatever the fuck they call it, I can't remember, Skull Country Finale, but I can't right. remember the actual move called. But down the road, 20 years, whatever the fuck it is, he'd be a great manager.
1: Oh, I, I see him more being uh, a commentator or anything else.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, he could definitely do that. But I'm saying, like, if, I'm saying if anything, he could possibly be, like, the next, like, Dobby Heenan. Like race. Yeah. Like, he could be like that guy, like, you know, what he did with um, Alex Riley. You know, kind of like take him under his wing right. something like that. But he could do that with, like, top competitors, you know, 10, 20 years on the road whenever he decides to stop wrestling. I don't know how many more years he has. I don't know how many more years he's going to want to have him because he is going to be a father, you know, sometime this year. Right. So, you know, I don't know how long his career is going to last in WWE. I'm sure that they'll keep him as long as he's getting over like he is. But yeah, like 10, 20 years down the line or something like that, even if he does leave, eventually maybe he'll come back at like an older, you know, age and just be a manager. I mean he has the the voice to do well not the voice but like the the talking capability the to do it. Yeah.
1: yeah, the mic skills. He's definitely got the mic skills. You're you're right about the entering. It it really hasn't changed, but and it it hasn't gotten sloppy either.
0: No, God no, no. He, no it's, I mean, imp- it's definitely improved since yeah, it's, he it's, came here in yeah, ECW. Yeah. And, yeah. I miss that. I I, I, I miss it I miss a little, I, little hand flipping the ash yeah. like that. I hate the whole fucking if my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut thing. <laughs> I love I mean, it. I am not a five-year-old in kindergarten. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I fucking hate that so much, you know. And but,
1: I, I truly believe that he has brought the, the IC title back. Because you know, these titles go, they they just go, I don't want to say go away, but
0: they fade you, in the background. You forget they're
1: there. Yeah. But when you have somebody like The Miz or John Cena with the US title, who just, this is a fucking title. This is my yeah. title. You can't take it. Blah,
0: blah, blah. Yeah. It's my title. Well, all right. I want to watch this. Well, think, yeah, and thinking about that and everything, I think the biggest person who did that originally with the IC title was Jericho and the editor.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, like, yeah. you
0: know, like, because I don't remember much about the IC title, you know, during the attitude until, like, you know,
1: Chris Jericho did. Chris I, Jericho, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and uh, China.
0: Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. You know, like, but, like, when you think about more, like, you know, the Road Dog had it, but, you know, how often. I know Road Dog more holding the European title than I do the IC title. But it's just like, I mean, like, that, I mean, the title was just kind of there, but it was just there, like, as a gimmick, like, you know, China being the first woman IC title holder who beat fucking Jeff Jarrett in a um, kitchen or like a house good housewife yeah, match something, something like that. that. I mean, like when you gimmick the um, titles like that, it, it may lose legitimacy. It's like giving David Arquette the world title, yeah. you know. So it's like, but Jericho, I think, rebuilt that you know, the prestigiousness of that title. And then, yeah, it kind of dwindled away a little bit until The Miz got it back and made that its priority. You know? See, I thought
1: it came back a little bit when Rhodes had it, and then he switched back to that White belt, which I know you don't like, but I I I like it a lot because it's a throwback to the original.
0: I, Yeah, Rhodes did a lot good with the title, right. too. He definitely did. When, like, he kind of did that whole dashing Cody Rhodes mm-hmm. and, like, the whole faceplate and everything... Yeah, I mean, like when when you get a char- when you get a wrestler who has a powerful character that can make something of it, you know, like the title could be so much more. And yeah, Rose did it for a little bit, and then there was a lull in there for a while with, you know, whoever the fuck had. Yeah, it.
1: random. I mean, it's it's hard to yeah. hard to think about who it was, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, it it's it's something that you just can't like consistently think of, like the lineage of the title. You know, I mean. I remember Austin having it with Owen Hart, you know, and then I have no idea what all happened to it until, you know, Jeff Jarrett and China had it. I know Val Venis held it for some time, but no uh, one... No Val Venus held it a couple of times. Yeah. We know Goldust held it. I know he was one of the more popular uh, IC title holders, but he really didn't do much with it other than, I think, like, dry humping in the fucking ring or whatever the fuck he did to it. But, God, I mean, that character has been weird. I I've always enjoyed the Gold
1: Goldust character. I I liked
0: the to go to I loved to go to Dust character back then. Even when like when he did uh, his little storyline with uh, Razor Ramon, when he had like that obsession with him and shit like that. I think he fucking even did, he gave him mouth to mouth one time, and his black like makeup was all over Razor's yeah. face, you know. So I mean, I liked it. It just sucks because that character doesn't work too much in this new era.
1: Because it, you know, why it doesn't work is because it's normal. Yeah, he, yeah, he has to be normal. It's no. It's normal now to see a man. No, it's not. No, 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 no. Yeah, it, it is more normal now to see a no. man dressed as a woman.
0: But he doesn't close... dress as a woman
1: anymore. Oh, I know. He doesn't. I mean, I'm saying like back. He in doesn't. His... He doesn't have the the wig. He no, used to he wear doesn't. No, but i don't same, know why. like.
0: I mean, like I'm talking about the old gold dust that you know you can you can have him wear lingerie underneath his fucking like wrestling <laughs> attire or comes out dressed like a baby and you know shit like that like you know the fucking um the. uh... What the hell is that fucking um, move called where he low blowed the guy in the corner?
1: Shattered Dreams.
0: Yeah, he, he can't do that anymore. But, I mean, like, like that's not the norm seen on TV anymore. Yeah, maybe that's normal now because, right. you know, of all the, um, you know, people need to be accepted for who they are no matter what bullshit is going on in the world. But it's like, but you don't see what the normal go does that we remember being on TV. Now he's just some old dude wearing a, gold jumpsuit and painting his face uh, gold and black. Who's, who's
1: probably in the best shape of his life at the moment.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's from DDP Yoga. See, I mean, I might have
1: to check this DDP Yoga. I own it,
0: ddpyoga.com. I'm gonna talk DDP. I'm gonna see if he wants to sponsor us. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm 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 losing weight. You we're, know, we're,
1: we're underdogs, just like he was.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, like I'm finally losing some weight, doing my dieting and everything. And I think maybe if I jump on some yoga, maybe it'll help me, you know, lose some weight more. And what's more impressive to have sponsor DDP Yoga than a 400 pound dude who ends up weighing 280 by the end of the year because of DDP Yoga, which you can buy at DDPYoga.com.
1: We're a really good
0: salesman. I know, right? I mean, like it should. Like maybe if if maybe how awesome would it sound like? You know, if you use promo code JFW, you save fifteen percent or something like that, right? I mean, how awesome would that be? I'm gonna get all of DDP. I'm gonna email DDP <laughs> Yoga. Like, good evening, DDP. I am a uh, fat wrestling fan. I'm
1: a fat wrestling fan.
0: Me and my buddy, uh, we do a podcast, and uh, we would love to uh, pl- promote. Also, also, a fat wrestling fan. <laughs> we are. Uh, we we are two fatties who uh, love wrestling and want to get in shape. But uh, I'm I'm assuming DDP has to be a fan of the show. I'm sure he listens to it. it. fuck yeah! But no, Goldust is in tremendous uh, shape and everything. Um, I I haven't watched too much of the uh, mix match uh, Facebook thing. It. I know it is on DDP Network. They get for just nine ninety nine, and. I, I'm gonna, I kind of want to go back and look at it and kind of watch the matches and see how like they're all working out. The Gold Dust is Alicia Fox, I really want to see how they work together with their personalities.
1: Isn't it funny that he always gets paired with a black person? Yes. Yeah. Booker T, R Truth, uh, Cedric, and now Alicia Fox.
0: Yeah. This is—I
1: mean—I'm not trying to say anything. It's just—it's just crazy to me. Right, just,
0: just make an observation. Let's just make an observation, right, right? See, the wrestling fans see that as an observation, but the uh, people who need safe places to go to because they're not—you know—happy with the situations <laughs> in their lives. Have
1: you seen the meme? You know how WWE's then, now, and forever. Yeah. So there's a meme that says then, and it's Goldust and Booker T. Now it was our uh, truth, and Goldust, and forever was Cedric and Goldust. I was laughing my ass
0: off. I thought that shit was hilarious. Oh my god! I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't wait to get the emails flooding in. Like, I don't really appreciate Dizzle J talking about the tag team uh, combinations <laughs> of Goldust and African Americans. i like, right. Dizzle J is a racist bastard. Uh, please send me those. Uh, send me those emails because I love to read them on the air.
1: JFW podcast at Yahoo.
0: Yeah, JFW podcast at Yahoo.com. Um, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. All right. So, on. okay. So, so we talked about Gold Hall of Fame. Ricochet is um, it's officially um, mentioned this week. Uh, he is signed to WDE. He was seen at the Performance Center, but he's not the only one who was seen at the Performance Center this week.
1: No. EC3.
0: So, I'm super excited that both these guys are coming to WDE. Um, it's been a long time. Uh, coming for Ricochet to finally come over, but of course you know with his contract for Lucha Underground, and with them doing pre tapings like months in advance, right. you know he couldn't come over until the uh, season finale of season three of Lucha Underground aired. So, that finally passed. Ricochet is finally signed. He was sent to Performance Center. Uh, we don't know where he's starting at. If he's going to be starting down in uh, NXT or what, but from my understanding, the, the contract that he signed in January of this year. Um, he, it's a pretty good contract. I hear it's a pretty good contract for both sides. Really? Yeah. So, I, if you look at Ricochet, I guess the first question I have for you is, is he coming here as Ricochet?
1: Well, we know that that could be Prince Puma. No,
0: definitely not. Yeah, definitely not.
1: I could see it being Ricochet. Ricochet, I mean, that you're talking pretty popular name in the independent world. Mm-hmm. Which we've seen as a lead from WWE that they're letting these guys keep their names. Excuse me. So I could I could see him coming as ricochet. I wouldn't even know what else to call him.
0: We'd call him Trevor Mann. Trevor Man? That's his real
1: name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kate Mr. <Brod>. Man. <laughs> Mr. Man. Mr. <laughs> Mann. Yeah. The uh the partner of Tessa Blanchard.
1: Oh. Tully Blanchard's daughter?
0: Yeah. 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 I was hoping to uh get the loot crate uh that had her signature in it, but I did not. She got a nice ass. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh it is um uh, you could buy uh the um autograph separately from that wrestlingclub.com. hmm So that's another that's another one I want to try to get sponsorships. <laughs> what are, what are our sponsorships? e Network That Wrestling Club.com and DDP Yoga. And DDP Yoga. We're going to send some shit. Like, listen, we're not popular, but we're going to get there. (laughs) Eventually. And wouldn't you love to be on the ground floor of this adventure? Make us popular. (laughs) (laughs) So com actually came out with an article that says Trevor Ricochet Man joins WDE performance. I'm assuming if they mention Ricochet, maybe he's got to be coming as Ricochet. Right. You can only assume. And I think it'd be fine with that. I mean, like he was Ricochet in, uh, in the Indies, he was Ricochet in New Japan. um, And yeah, I mean, a lot, I'm going to say at least half of the guys that they bring over, they do end up keeping their names. You know, I mean, Finn Balor, I know his name got changed. Fuck, uh, oh, who was the other person whose name changed? Sammy Zane. I mean, I think yeah, well, he was. Well, yeah, he was Elgin Eric. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens, I think, was always Kevin, Kevin Owens. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. AJ Styles stayed the same. Uh, Anderson and Gallo stayed the same. Shinsuke Nakamura, I, I'm assuming, stayed the same. Yeah. So it's like, so I guess it's oh, been. Bobby
1: Rude, Eric Young. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I guess it just kind of depends on, you know, maybe how long you're in the business, you know. Or what or you know, how you know, how over your character is I, I
1: think that's what it really has to go with is how over your character is like you know, they announce Trevor Mann, everybody's gonna be like, Who the hell's Trevor Mann? Yeah. You can say Ricochet or you know, if you know him from Lucha, Prince Puma, you're gonna get a bigger pop at that point in time. Do you
0: do you think they're gonna do kind of like a backhanded like mention of Prince Puma in some way? No. Like, he's as fast as a Puma or some shit like that. I mean,
1: if there, were, it, if anybody does it, I think it would be Booker T.
0: Right? Yeah, I mean that, I, I feel
1: <laughs> like Booker T sneaks those in.
0: I would love to see that. Um, but there's a, there a lot of talent in uh, Lucha Underground that I think would work great in DE, You know, like Phoenix and, you know, all those Cruiserweight kind of guys there. Um, but EC3 is another one of those guys who we don't know if he's going to end up in NXT first or if he's going to come to the main roster.
1: Saying what's what's crazy is is that he was in NXT, and then he, I forget if WWE, I think WWE let him go. And then TNA picked him up, and then he has transformed his EC3 character and owns his character from my readings.
0: Yeah, yeah, because it wasn't EC3 when he was in WWE originally. No. I think he was like something bass or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But the only thing I ever remember from is he was on a double date with Daniel Bryan and the Bella Twins. Really? You never saw that? No. Okay. So, um, okay, I'm gonna pause this and we're gonna watch it. <laughs> so <laughs> That hair won't be there. No, God no. Thank God, you know, but but that I mean, his character then was so entertaining, it blew my mind that they let him go.
1: Right. And what it's funny watching that is because I've never I never watched mm-hmm. him on NXT before. So I can see the the ec3 isms yeah there but now he's just got that character down packed and face or heel and he he's good to go mm-hmm. but i like we were talking about earlier i want to know if is he going to be ec3 one two if he's ec3 I, I want that intro from tna yeah i don't know if you've ever seen it but it I'd look it up later. I'm not going to go through it right now because I kind of did it for you down in the garage. But yeah,
0: it's the one that kind of sounds like an engine revving up in the beginning. Yeah, it's like trouble, trouble, trouble. Yeah,
1: trouble, trouble, trouble,
0: trouble. Yeah. Well, see, and that's one thing. Like, I don't, I don't think that they ever really. I think that he enjoys having their own original right. songs. Um, I don't. I doubt that he owns whatever song it is that TNA uses. They'll probably do something similar to it. They may still keep the countdown, because I know they used to do the countdown with him back when he yeah. was a heel. I don't know if they still do now. Because like I said, I never watched any of his face run. It was mostly the heel stuff he did when he originally got here. Um, I don't know if they would keep him being Ethan Carter III, though.
1: I, that's what he's known by, though, and that's what he's over yeah. with. And I think, I mean, well, I'm, I, if, I, if I was WWE, that's what I would go with.
0: Okay, so Drew McIntyre. Was Drew McIntyre in WWE, he left and became Drew Galloway. Now he came back as Drew McIntyre. Now, when EC3 was originally here, he was Derek Bateman. They may bring him back as Derek Bateman.
1: Okay, but if you look at EC3, do you think Derek Bateman or do you think EC3?
0: For right now, I think Derek Bateman, because that was a pretty fucking just, video. Because we just watched that. I'm gonna link that video in the show notes below so you guys can watch it too. Um, no, I think I think keeping him EC three is would be great. I think I think that's the best move for them to do.
1: And I mean um, like I told you before, there was the rumor cancellation that he was supposed to do an indie show mm-hmm. on the twenty eighth, but he pulled out of that. So that's a possible Royal Rumble entrant. Um Ricochet could possibly be in the Royal Rumble to make his debut. I think this year we might see more debuts at Royal Rumble than what we have in the past.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely think there'll probably be more teen or not TNA uh, NXT stars coming right. up too that would make a good impact not only for the men's Royal Rumble but the women's Royal Rumble as well. Because, like we mentioned, um
1: Page is out.
0: Yeah, and did you watch? Did you happen to see the uh, video package? I, no, I didn't.
1: I didn't get a chance to watch it.
0: Dude, I, dude, go on. Uh, anyways, but if you know if you watch the video package, it, I mean, it shows every single WWE uh women's star, you know, on the Ross SmackDown Browns, but it does not show her. Even when they show the um, the final clip of the all the women that were in the ring after man made the announcement, yeah, they cut Paige off at the very end. It stops at the other two Absolution characters. Really, so it doesn't even have yeah, and that's why I want you to look at. 'Cause just watch, even I just want even to watch the final bit of that video package, it shows every single wrestler on the Raw brand in that ring, but it cuts Paige off. All you see is her hand holding up um, Liv Morgan's I think it's Liv Morgan. Oh crap, I can't remember. The blonde one on Raw. I think I can't remember if Liv Morgan's on Raw or if she's on SmackDown. I thought Mandy
1: was the one on SmackDown.
0: Maybe. So then maybe it was Liv yeah. Morgan then. The blonde, whichever one is the blonde on Raw. <laughs> so holding up her hand, but that's it. All you see is her fucking arm. They cut her out of everything in that video package. And that's what sucks. I mean,
1: she's not wrestling in it, so I can see why they did it, but.
0: But she's still relevant to being a wrestler. I mean, I get her cut. I get them cutting her out of majority of the promo package, the video package, but you don't really need to cut her out of that final. That final shot of all of them there, because yeah, she's not going to be able to be part of the Royal Rumble, but she was the original NXT, you know, brought up who you know made an impact.
1: And she was, right? a, isn't she, the youngest female champion at twenty five years old? I really don't know. I th- I think she is. She has to be. I think twenty five. She, uh, she
0: was champion before she was twenty five. Yeah, she's twenty five now. So yeah, she's she, has, now. she has to be. She has to be. She know? has to be. Gotta be. I really don't know. I mean, I could look it up, but uh, we'll get to it. But yeah, I mean, she's not going to be in it. But I mean, it opens the gate. I mean, like I said, I think right now we have eighteen uh, women wrestlers who are set for it. That leaves us twelve openings for NXT and Legends to come back. You know, Le- you know, Trish Chess and Lita. I mean, there's there's rumor that uh, Ivory may be in the uh, Hall of Fame this year. She could come back.
1: I mean, is it. it- there's a wide world of women out there who have been coming up. We know for sure the one that won't ever be in WWE at this point in time is Sexy Star. <laughs> but Rosemary,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I haven't seen her on TNA in a minute. So God only knows what she's up to.
0: Yeah. That's a Blanchard I'd love to see.
1: Love to see. Gail Kim?
0: Gail Kim should be in the Hall of Fame. She should definitely be in the Royal Rumble. I don't know if they'd give her a run in Dudley it's like I like Mickey James but it there's there's really not much more for her to do in D because of all the newcomers that they brought up. Right. You know, it, I get you know, they wanna bring back some of the uh the past, you know, for that nostalgia feel and everything, but I mean, there's just nothing for Mickey to do, but now Mickey's just kinda of like in the background being a sidekick to Bailey, Sasha Banks and everything to be part of like the good guys. It's to, just, to me, I
1: think Gail Kim never got what she deserved out of WWE. No, she was she was just at that time. I, I there was more flash mm-hmm. than wrestling, and Gail Kim was a wrestler.
0: It was it was a lot. It was a lot about glamour and right. stuff when she was here at that time. I mean, that at that time you had like Stacy Kubler and Tori Wilson. You know, like you had. For lack of a better phrase, eye candy for people to kind of, right, you know, look at. Um, but I think also at the same time, I think she came after the whole bra and panty match era. I don't think she was ever a part of that.
1: I don't think she was either. I think yeah, I think it was towards the end, but right before the whole, you know, as, as women's wrestling picked up everywhere else. Yeah. That's when WWE started catching on. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, because like, you know, you remember like Tori Wilson, Stacy Keebler, Don Marie and all them doing those matches, which I'm not saying they're horrible matches. <laughs> but I mean, like, especially this, as
1: a teenage boy.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> but it was, you know, when you look at it, it was kind of demeaning to put these athletes in those kind of situations. Right. You know, it's like, it's like playing superstars in a blindfold match. It's like you're, you're shackling. I did that. They did do that, yeah. Yeah, they put fucking sacks over their fucking head and shit. It's just like, I mean, yeah, it was probably gimmick. They could probably see the entire fucking time. But you're shackling their capability of putting on a good match to just get some humor out of it. Right. You know? Um, but next week is the 25th anniversary of Raw. So uh, as it looks right now, I just kind of want to go over the list of people that they do have scheduled to come in and everything which I'm getting this from BleachReports.com. So um, right now what they're looking like, and they kind of just separated into two, into a couple groups here. The first group they had was managers, announcers, and people like that, some non-in-ring competitors. They got Brother Love, which I'm hoping to God, if the Undertaker comes out, he comes out with Brother Love, because that would be awesome to kind of have that wow. nostalgia.
1: As far as I knew, Brother Love was
0: TNA management. Maybe he was at one point. TNA goes through a lot of people.
1: This is very true.
0: So, brother Love's supposed to be there. Eric Bischoff, Harvey Whippleman, Howard Finkel, which I'm assuming he's probably gonna be the announcer. Uh, Jr. and Jim Ross are going to commentate. Coachman's gonna be there. <laughs> uh, JBL, John Laurinaitis, Lillian Garcia, Teddy Long, and Terry Reynolds, which I can't remember the last time Terry Reynolds was on uh, the DE. I can't remember a while.
1: She gotta smoke the cigar?
0: <laughs> I wish. Uh Legends Returning, we got the Bella Twins, which I don't know why you put the Bella Twins at the top of a list like that. Oh, I guess alphabetical Back order, right? Okay. That's why I wish Joe. Uh, they'll be on top of a Legends list. Boogeyman, the Brooklyn Brawler, <laughs> Jerry <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
1: Brooklyn Brawler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh Ten Bucks says he's power slammed by uh Braun Strowman. I'm not betting on that. (laughs) Uh, Jericho, Christian, uh, DX, Dudley Boys, The Godfather, Jacqueline, Kelly Kelly, Maria Canellis, Michelle McCool, Montel, Vontaeus, Porter, which why would MVP be considered a legend coming back to Raw?
1: He was tag team champion, uh, US champion.
0: He had a pretty good run. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Is he not in TNA right now? Uh Uh-uh. Oh. Uh, New Age Outlaws, Ric Flair, Ron Simmons, Scott Hall, Million Dollar Man, Tori Wilson, Trish Strass, You're Taking One Regal.
1: Now, see, they originally billed coming back Ron Simmons and JBL as the APA. APA.
0: Yeah, they may still do it. I mean, they may. I mean, to throw out one more clue. And I bet now,
1: you the Dudleys going to the Hall of Fame this there,
0: year. There is rumor that he, um, that it is rumored that they may announce him at the. Uh, the 25th anniversary You know show.
1: Bubba's with, uh... Oh, what's that? Velvet Sky?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she... Good uh, job, Bubba. From what I hear is, uh, she cheated on, um... Some other dude. Oh, what the fuck's his name? I don't know.
1: I was just happy to see the fact he guy.
0: was, uh... He was on, uh... He was the Motor City Machine Gun.
1: Oh! <laughs> Ali Shelley or no, Chris one. Sabin.
0: Sabin. <laughs> Sabin, Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Bully. Yeah, Good job, Bully Ray. Um People are thinking Hulk Hogan to be there. I think yeah, he's still an issue with WWE. Kevin Nash is going to be there, but after his knee replacement, he don't think he's going to be there. But he did mention on his Twitter that he'll see everyone in Mania, so we can expect him to see him um, at WrestleMania. It sucks that we won't see the click, but at the same time... He had DX. Yeah, but Edge isn't listed. I thought that was kind of interesting, because I would love to see a uh, Christian Edge uh, three-second pose. Three-second pose. Yeah. Down. So, um, a couple of wrestlers haven't been mentioned, but, I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be some surprises that aren't listed. Again, this isn't a WWE list. This is a Bleacher Report list. So, there could be more. Um, this year uh
1: Yeah, because that didn't include The Undertaker or who else? I, I can imagine Sting might show up. Yeah, but he was never really.
0: Sting, Sting, I he'd see being there. I don't know. Maybe actually I they I won't have like DCW the guys there. But, I mean, like, the Rock's not mentioned. Steve Austin's not mentioned.
1: Well, I said they've been advertising Steve Austin. Yeah, on TV. there's, yeah, there's got
0: to be more. There's, there, there yeah. has to be more. Obviously. Uh, They mentioned something about the revival. here. as to what all the legends might be up to on Raw, one would have to assume the revival will get a violent visit from a familiar face or two. The Hardy Tag Team claims that despite whoever shows up at Raw 25, this was their universe. You
1: you saw this promo, right? From the revival?
0: If I saw it, I don't remember it.
1: Where they actually called themselves wrestlers and not sports entertainers? Live? On the mic? Good. Yeah. Good. Good.
0: Maybe.
1: Yeah, I, I love the revival. I like the revival so much, I man. Yeah.
0: And they got um, War Machine's coming, too. I heard War Machine's coming. War Machine's coming. So, that it's it's, it's just been so far. It's been a good month for it, it, January January's
1: really, like, kind of... And, oh, James Storm, he's on the market now, too. Yeah. It's because he lost a very stupid... Okay, so they had a loser-leaves-impact wrestling match mm-hmm. between him and this old guy who runs a mixed martial arts team. If I was James Storm, I would be pissed off about the way I had to go out. Because he got... I mean, granted, it took six dudes to take him out mm-hmm. and a double double beer bottle shot to the head before he was actually pinned. But I just... I hate when guys lose to people that they would not lose to. You know what I mean? Like when Cena lost to the Britney Spears ex husband.
0: Oh, Kevin Federline. Yeah. Damn. See that? I know K Fed, but I don't know Secure Saban. <laughs> 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 I'm such a wrestling fan. Yeah. Holy shit! You're fired. <laughs> yeah, fired. Um, yeah. Well, I just, just want to look real quick and see what. Uh, championships he did hold in TNA. Shit, All a lot. How many times was, uh... See, that's the thing I would find more insulting, is the fact that he was only the heavyweight champion once.
1: Yeah. I, he, and it was very brief.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, like, looking at this stuff, I mean, like, when was the last time he held, like, a title there? TNA World Beer Drinking Champion?
1: <laughs> well, sometimes they made their own titles.
0: Yeah. TNA. Now, see, when you look at it, like, he held the tag team title seven, 14, 14 times. Right. Well, yeah, 14 times. But then, like, uh, let's see here, tag team championship series, world cup, I tag team of the year with Chris Harris in 2003,
1: 2004. That's when they were American. that's when he was the uh, most wanted. wanted.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, he had, he had such a great run in TNA, but the fact that you only get him the championship once is kind of like, well, yeah. it shows you don't trust him.
1: Is that I don't think that they didn't trust him. I think he was just the workhorse, kind of like uh, oh shit, who's that guy from ECW? Dreamer.
0: Tommy Dreamer. Yeah.
1: Tommy Dreamer never wanted to be champion. He was always the guy they gave it to when they didn't know who to give it to.
0: Check out. Listen to this nickname. The creek-swimming, moonshine-sipping, beer-drinking, deer skin, and Johnny Cash-listening, SOB of Middle Tennessee. Yeah. That is my favorite nickname I've ever heard of anyone. That's, <laughs> that's definitely better than the bearded outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I I, I I, hope to see him. I hope he's in a Royal Rumble. Uh, he was at a TNA taping, you know, a while back. I guess something happened, and they kind of make an agreement on the... Um, uh, contract or whatever, maybe TNA offered more money to bring him back. Whatever the case may be, he's 40 years old right now. I mean, I don't I don't know how much of a run he would get in WWE, but I think maybe he'll definitely be in NXT for a while. Probably down there just like Eric Young is for now. Hopefully maybe during WrestleMania or final WrestleMania. You know, insanity does come up. I think that'd be a great uh, team to have in the WWE. Uh, why don't to close out this show with uh, your match of the week?
1: So match of the week, I went I went a little far back. I got uh, Rey Mysterio versus Tajiri on SmackDown. I believe it's in the '90s, and it's for the original WWE Cruiser Championship. It was pretty cool because I, you know, Tajiri, the the buzz saw, and younger Rey Mysterio and. It's kind of crazy because you only see the one tattoo and now he's just like full. Mm -hmm. But I always loved the luchadors and the cruiserweights were always more fun to watch for me. So I kind of just randomly picked two names and see what I could find. Uh, Originally I wanted something with the Ultimate Dragon because he was also one of my favorites when I was younger. But I couldn't get the match I really wanted with him and Rey Mysterio. I gotcha. So it'll be posted on Monday... At some time, I scheduled it. You know, you go back yeah. and reschedule it. I, I usually do. I, usually <laughs> I get know. I get the
0: notification. Yeah, <laughs> it pops up. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like, well, if I'm going to release the show Monday morning, why release the you know match of the week you know Monday night? So I just put it back.
1: I, ju- I just set it up and
0: yeah yeah I'll just adjust it. That's that. what we do because I mean like depend depending on what I depend on what I go on because. Outside of podcasting, you know, the real world exists. Right. And uh, so, I mean, if I get an opportunity to get edited, I could release it on Sunday or I could release it on Monday. Um, Next week's episode is definitely going out on Saturday because next week we're doing the Royal Rumble predictions. Because next Sunday is the Royal Rumble. Right. So, um, huge huge match coming up next week, guys. It's going to be released on Saturday, uh, the 27th. Uh, we're gonna do our match predictions. We're gonna predict who's gonna be in the Royal Rumble, both male and female uh, Royal Rumbles. So I,
1: th- I think we should do our dark horse mm-hmm. and our winner. So the one person that we we would, you know, the the guy who would never win, yeah, and the guy who should win,
0: or something like that. You know what I mean? No, and that's perfect. Yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look at the final uh, match card. Do our predictions on that? We're gonna predict who, what surprises we may see in the Royal Rumbles, and now we gotta pluralize it because there is two of them. And yeah, absolutely. You don't know, think of the guy who we least suspected and probably the most obvious. Um, but that's all gonna happen in next week's show. Huge show to talk about. Um, and make sure you guys follow. You know, you keep following us to find all this. You know, information at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All you gotta do is search JFW Podcast or Just Freaking Wrestling. And we're right there. And if you guys have friends who are wrestling fans, they want to check out an awesome wrestling podcast. We are on iTunes, Google Play, um, and Podbean. So Everywhere. I've, yep. iPhone users can find us. Android users can find us. People with a laptop. You know, when you're not watching your googly porn shit, you can find us. I mean, we, we're out there. People still watch porn on their laptops? I'm assuming there are teenagers out there who, you know, can't get a date, but have a date. You know what I'm saying? I mean, phone. Yeah, but you know so much more inconspicuous. Yeah, but you know, I'm I am i am assuming there are kids out there who are like, hey, I got a computer. These in my kids room. will
1: never know what it's like to watch a scrambled booby on Cinemax when you don't own the right?
0: channel. Or popping a cassette tape.
1: Oh man.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my mom's coming, my mom's yeah. coming. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, um, Make sure, uh, make sure you continue to follow us for all the exciting wrestling uh, conversations we have. I'm not going to really call us a, um, a wrestling news uh, podcast because we don't kind of do a weekly news thing. We do, we do, what we talk about. So we make we, sure.
1: we basically bar talk about
0: wrestling. Exactly, perfect, perfect scenario right there. So yeah, so make sure you uh, continue to follow us. You know, let your friends know about us. Let's uh, let's help the uh, JFW world uh, grow because if we do, then maybe we can get a. Uh, Sponsors like DDP Yoga, the DDP Network, or even that wrestling club and stuff. Um, go ahead. Don't
1: forget about SCW. I SCW. Forgot, I forgot what the date was. I don't have my phone with me, but SCW has released their next card
0: for February. February. I think it's it's here. It's February nineteenth or February twenty sixth. That's not. What oh, yeah, about we're way we no, behind. Yeah. Them, I think. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll talk about it next week. We'll get the date set for sure. Um. Don't forget that like, I am joining ThatWrestlingClub.com to get the uh, the monthly subscription to the boxes that we are going to do uh, unboxings. So for the time being, we're going to unbox on uh, the podcast. I'll post pictures on the Instagram until we get everything figured out to post them. And maybe we'll do Facebook Live with them or something, you know? So something to kind of like, it'll be something different that we can do uniquely. So we're going to start doing that. It'll probably happen uh, March because I still got to subscribe to it because if you're a new user, you don't just, you don't subscribe by the 11th. You have to wait till next month. So February eleventh, I'm going to subscribe. I'll probably get the first box at the end of February, beginning of March. We'll start doing the unboxings then.
1: Maybe maybe I can find a different one, a different wrestling box that we can join two different ones. Yeah. Once I get my money situation taken care of.
0: No. Yeah. Actually, I think there, I think there is one we could, uh, we could look at when we go to the show. I don't want to mention it until we figure out what to do it. But yeah, follow us on Instagram to make sure you find out, you watch the unboxings that we're going to do. Uh, follow us on Twitter and uh, Facebook where we kind of keep updated and we share posts and stuff that we enjoy and everything because we want to react with you guys but if you don't interact with us, how are we going to be able to interact with you? If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations for the show, message us on Facebook, email us at jfwpodcasts at yahoo.com and just get in touch with us because we're here for you as much as we need you here for us. Um, You got anything else? I think it's time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis Steve. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freakin' Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.